starting up with VirtuZone on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, good to have you on board. This is starting up with VirtuZone on a Thursday afternoon. It's when we here at Dubai Eye 103.8 team up with the team at VirtuZone to answer your questions. So listen, if you're a startup, if you're thinking of starting up, if you want to be your own boss, if you want to break out, if you have got an idea and you want to take it to the next step, this is basically the show that provides the answers. And today uh, we are, of course, addressing some of those answers. I'm, do- I'm joined throughout the hour uh, by the marketing manager of VirtuZone, Denise Alexei, is alongside me uh, this afternoon. Den, always good to see you. Thanks again for being with us. Always a pleasure so, being here. So how, how busy is all things VZ at the moment? VirtuZone just seems to be going from bigger to better to bolder to mm-hmm. even bigger and better and bolder. I got to say, we are exploding right now. Um, we're witnessing such a beautiful growth that happened. I wouldn't say all of a sudden, like it's been happening, but now it's like when the wheels are finally turning. Uh, keep an eye eye hmm. on, keep an eye out on Virtuzone because uh, we're everywhere. Because <laughs> that just basically seems to be indicative of what's going on in the market yes. at the moment I mean obviously population growth mm-hmm. a lot of new businesses coming in a lot of people looking for opportunities and that's I suppose been reflected in what you guys are doing and it's not just business set up anymore you know we're doing so many other uh, corporate services and we're providing uh, services from every corner so it's a, it's a 360 thing now um, yeah I'm very excited to see where it's going I'm happy to be here now interesting times for Virtue Zone uh, and good little lead in to our first conversation uh, because yeah it's not just about setup now it's the sort of consultancy side of mm-hmm. things it's people uh, looking to get answers for some of the questions they might have why interesting times for all things startups at the moment and for more established companies as well. Uh, Let's talk corporate tax law, if we can, in this first segment, officially taking effect here in the UAE today. Uh, What are we? Now at one o'clock. So we are literally 13 hours and nine minutes into the new uh, tax law coming into effect. Uh, Plenty of questions out there. Many of those have been answered throughout the day right here on Dubai Eye. But many more still to be answered. If you've got any further questions about the new corporate tax law, get in touch via 4001. That's how you can SMS us or text us at any point. Or WhatsApp me now on 0487155000. Or you can ask tax G. P-T. But what may you ask is that? Well, here to explain alongside Denisa is Virtue Zone's GM. John Casey's been kind enough to join us this afternoon. Uh, JC, always good to see you. All good? Thanks, Tom. Very good. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, nice to have you on board. So tell us, uh, tax GP2, who he, who she, who they? <laughs> so this is something we've, we've introduced because we were getting so many very similar questions that are very clearly there in, in the legislation. And, you know, we, we felt that there was probably an obligation to make this information a lot more accessible. And so the product of that was, was ChatGPT. Oh, sorry, tap, Tax GPT. Tax GPT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Denise, so Tax GPT is a human being or not? It is a bot. A bot. Mm-hmm. And it's a very well-programmed bot. So it acts... Um, people that have tried ChatGPT in the past uh, would understand... You know what it's like to interact with it. It's it gives off very human vibes, uh, but it's still argues <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still you know it's still glo- uh, glowing, uh, growing. It's 
it's a developing technology, yeah. so it's, it's going to adapt. What I love about this is it seems to be a combination of all the hot topics at the moment. Uh, obviously, AI technology and where that sort of fits in to any business at the moment. A lot of people looking over their shoulders saying, is a robot going to nick my job anytime soon? Uh, obviously, the new corporate tax as well, bringing it all together. Um, and again, the, the reason behind tax GPT, was it purely because there were so many questions out there at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I mean we, there's so much legislation out there and what it acts as, it, it really acts like a human who is translating this into, into a, as Denise has said, a human vibe, mm. you know, giving very, very articulate answers to questions about, about the, uh, the legislation that's there. So all of the source information, for example, it's, it's purely the legislation, right? So we've loaded up everything from the ministry, but you go in and you ask it a complex question and it gives you a very understandable answer, you know, based off, off that legislation. It's incredible. Before I turn, uh, John, to tax GPT for the answers, I wonder if you'd mind doing me a favour and give me a human answer as well. <laughs> sure. You know, look, I've, I've, I've immersed myself in this topic for, for quite some time. I don't think I'm still at this stage when I can sit here and actually uh, tell anyone that I definitively know the be-all and end-all of the new corporate tax law, because I think we are waiting for further updates and further evolutions of this law. But before we turn to AI, what's your reading of the new law? So uh, I think it is very, I mean, VirtuZone, you know, our our client base is very much in that SME, the startup, um, you know, startup Mm. sector as well. And when we look at how it impacts that sector, um, it's very it's very favourable, right? It's um, it's very fair. They the legislation certainly, or the ministry certainly, isn't trying to disrupt that sector with this tax. So you've got some very um, some very broad relief rules and exemptions that are available to the, to these companies, so that um, they aren't going to be as impacted as you know you would see in other jurisdictions around the world. Mm. Um, a lot of concern out there amongst the corporate world about the fact that a corporate tax has come in. Um, But to a lot of the experts that we speak, and we had the guys from KPMG in uh, a little earlier on today, we've had uh, representatives from all the big four, and a lot of them just saying there should be no room for concern out there. As long as you are following the letter of the law and as long as you're following the advice, be it from tax GPT or other tax professionals... Uh, there's nothing to worry about here. And if you compared it to other corporate taxes around the world, it's very favourable. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, having come from, you know, a background in New Zealand and Australia, you compare it to the tax regimes there and it is, you know, incredibly, uh, well, easy to comply with. Um, it is it is quite favourable, again, to that, to that small and medium sector. So I think it's a, you know, it is... I dare say, it, a, a, quite a friendly uh, tax regime. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose there's one thing, Denise, that a lot of people need to get their head around here is that, you know, we've avoided, it might be a bit too harsh a word, but, mm. you know, we've got the, the, a lot of companies have, you know, avoided tax for, for, for quite, not out of their own choice or anything yeah. like that, but the fact that just hasn't been a structure yeah. in. The fact it's coming in in 2023, the fact it is so favourable, and the fact that there is a sort of a proven standard here of public money's going back into public services, mm-hmm. it can only be a benefit for organisations and individuals. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, UAE already has, a, you know, great leaders and it's been showing for years and years that everything that they've implemented has been for the better benefit of the country. Mm. Um, And like John says, I mean, it's still such a significantly low percentage to tax 
uh, the companies compared to so many other countries that mm. people would, would think about, you know, so. Let's turn our attention to your very own tax GPT. Um, what does tax GPT, John, what's the problem that tax GPT initially addresses? Is it specifically to do with corporate tax? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. And I think um, there was a real issue with getting information out there. So there was a lot of misconception around around what tax meant for people. You know, you, you had people at sort of both ends of the spectrum. So there were people who were panicking and, and, and really concerned about this. And then you had people at the other end of the spectrum. So free zone companies, for example, who were under the impression that they didn't have to do anything at all. And um, and, and getting this, this, chat, this tax GPT uh, model out there really helps get that message across that actually, you know, it does impact everyone, but also at the same time, it's not something that is a huge cause for concern. Yeah. So we're talking about what steps have to be taken to comply in a, in a very sort of clear and digestible way uh, for the public. Loads of questions coming in, but one question I want to ask, Denise, how does one use it? Uh, it's very simple. Go to asktaxgpt.ae. And it looks very similar to other AI-powered uh, chat box uh, bots. And uh, you just put in your question. There are already pre-existing prompts. You can click on that or you can just write your own question down. So there are sort of FAQs, fre- yes. frequently asked questions yeah. that, are, that are in the programmed in exactly. already. Exactly. And you can just click on them or just create your own question. Um, and in terms of what the reaction's been from your clients so far, John, positive? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, again, it answers some of those basic questions that previously they might have had to jump on a call or, or have a long email conversation, they can just jump on there and, and, and get the answers straight away. Uh, we're talking corporate tax with the team from VirtuZone. Got the marketing manager. I've got the uh, GM with me here in studio. Uh, this is Starting Up with VirtuZone. More on the topic shortly. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and VirtuZone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. We have got a double trouble in studio from the Virtue Zone team. The VZ team are here in force for this first half hour. And why? Good reason. A very, very uh, significant day today. The day that the UAE or Dubai goes from being a tax-free environment, as we've known it, to a tax, uh, certainly with corporate tax coming into effect today. A lot of people waiting uh, for yet more clarification, looking for answers. Uh, two individuals who are helping us on that road are the marketing manager of Virtue Zone and Denise Alexa. And we've also got the GM here with us as well, John Casey, uh, both in studio with us. So feel free to get your questions in to they. Uh, John, we are just talking there about the new tax GPT AI tool, a first for the region in many ways, uh, but not a first, I suppose, for the Virtue Zone team. You've been looking or investing into AI tools and how AI can enhance your business for quite some time yeah we we um we certainly i mean tax gpt is is not the only one we also we um uh we have a couple of other um yeah. uh models out there or, or tools out there um we've got the uh swift plan powered by virtue zone is a yeah. business plan builder um We've got, well, obviously we've been using that in automation inside mm. and that it's actually making our job so much easier. And the marketing department is probably the most, uh, uh, the, the department that uses the most AI tools as well. We're so you're all quite actively excited. outsourcing Absolutely. to AI. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's understanding how to use it to make your job more efficient. It's been a game changer. Mm. You know, we're, I'm not afraid that AI is going to steal my job because I use AI as a virtual assistant. So do you find that your 
educating or having to educate your wider workforce now? And I know that the Virtue Zone team is constantly evolving, mm-hmm. constantly building at the moment. Is there a sort of education process about the fact that don't be afraid of AI, actually use it for the benefit? For sure. Um It was very easily embraced. I would say that we have a team of tech nerds already and we're all just kind of getting excited about any new tech news. Um, So our head of marketing has already kind of been guiding us and what tools to use. And then ever since then, everybody's like, oh, have you heard of this tool? We should download that. We should buy that membership. And then it kind of extended to the rest of the team as well. Mm. Um, And anything that, you know, comes up from the marketing department, we also go and tell sales and everybody else and they use it and everybody's super excited. Yeah. I actually found the, the process of training tax GPT to be really, really interesting. I mean, mm. everyone knows how to use chat GPT, yeah. right? but actually seeing how to actually train one of these bots was, was, was really, really interesting process to go through because it's not just about uploading the, the source, you know, the source material, like the, the laws or whatever. You've actually got to test it and train it and to yeah. actually watch it learn as you, as you went through these questions was, was super interesting for, mm-hmm. for an accounting nerd to actually look at the, uh, the technology behind it was, was quite cool. And does that, does that process last as long as a good what, accounting degree, a good three years of training up the bot or something like that? <laughs> uh, worryingly, no. <laughs> it's much quicker. <laughs> but, but from that point, because there is an element of concern, fear. I mean, we're seeing it with a lot of the sort of tech giants around the world saying that the development is working so quickly. That's sort of filtering through to a lot of industries, a lot of companies at the moment who are being almost cultured towards yeah, concern, be, showing concern, etc. But I've always been taken by how Neil uh, Petch, that is, and, and the rest of the team have always been very open mm-hmm. to the benefits of chat. Not to, not to remove jobs from human beings, but just to give them extra tools and, and benefit to do those jobs even better. I mean, people were scared of the internet. And, yeah. and you know, that was a huge thing where people were saying, I would not have that in my house. You know, everybody uses the internet now. It was a second nature. And I feel like um, the same thing when, you know, the industrial... Um, the whole industrial revolution, uh, revolution yeah. kind of took a boom and a lot of people's manual jobs were replaced by machines were fine. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we made it through that. And that's kind of why I make it a point where... AI could take your job if you let it take your job. Do you know what I mean? But if you start educating yourself from now and let's say you're looking into getting a job in the future and one of the requirements is understanding AI prompts or do you know how to use AI to be more efficient at your job? And that could be one of those things. Or being a supervisor, kind of imagine AI being... a a list of assistants but you still need a human touch you still need a human Mm. brain and an eye to overlook the work but that so that's interesting i mean any business is that relationship isn't it between you know your great accounting nerds and 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 the numbers guys and and the back of house and then those good relationships those Mm -hmm. face-to-face relationships that human uh that human relationship that is built as well are are you are you finding that at the moment that sort of balance or are we all finding that look even in uh let's say from a marketing perspective creative writing we don't use what AI gives us. Mm. We use AI as an extra brain in the team that we can brainstorm with, and it gives us ideas. Some ideas are fun, some are just generic, and we would never copy-paste that stuff. But it really gives you a different perspective into brainstorming for a headline or for an ad or for a campaign. So that's what I'm saying. It's you use it to your advantage. You don't let it do your job. Mm. And John, I mean, what Virtue Zone does brilliantly uh, is, of course, 
set up in the business space uh, at the moment. Um, it, again, is a space that is evolving very, very rapidly and quickly. Yeah, we're looking at using AI to enhance that that tax element for, for a new setup, for a new startup as well. But you're seeing that automation across the setup space developing down the line? Yeah, absolutely, and especially in, in some of the... Uh, the, the more process-driven aspects of it, right? Mm. So like Denise has said, there's always going to be a human element. Um, so I, I think it's not so much a case of uh, replacing roles in terms of redundancies coming mm. through. What, you just, what, what you'll see, and quite often this happens gradually, is you just see a shift, mm. right? So there's still going to be a need for people in the industry, but what they're doing is going to move sli- slightly and, and, and adapt around, around AI. Uh, normally shifts in industries take a little bit of time yeah. but when something like the internet or ai ai comes along what what people get concerned about is this shift is happening very very quickly so so that's where you get a lot of these headlines but it's going to be the same as you know any other shift in in, in industries you can't ignore it you no. can't ignore no. it no. that's yeah. the thing it is a game changer for, for for businesses in general regardless of of what what business or industry you're in uh, john can't thank you enough listen just passing uh, uh final thoughts from you for anybody uh, that's out there at the moment uh, that are also looking at their phone at the moment looking for updates from the ministry looking for updates from the federal tax authority what's your advice to to businesses out there those that are both on the virtue zone platform those that uh, would be will be quite soon or those that aren't what's what's your sort of your takeaway oh look i I think you just need to be proactive right so don't sit around and wait until you know your next year or or, or something to to get on top of this um every business is going to have to do something right to comply most businesses are going to have to go through at least three steps to to be compliant get onto it now there's no there's no benefit in waiting just you know do get, it. The, get those processes in place. Do it, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Uh, listen, bless you. Can't thank you enough. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking a bit of time out of the very busy Virtue Zone office uh, to come and help us out this afternoon. John Casey is the GM down there at Virtue Zone. Get in team, in touch with the team. You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business setup with no regrets on Dubai I 103.8. Indeed, you are good to have your company this afternoon live here on Dubai I 103.8, where we team up with the team from Virtue. But listen, it's not just about this 16 minutes because the conversation continues with the Virtue Zone uh, online and digital team, uh, not just after the show, but 24-7. Just do reach out to Virtue Zone. You'll find them on all the social media platforms. Uh, now, of course, enhanced with the new tax GPT bot as well. So do reach out to them uh, by whichever means. Uh, and of course, remember, you can be hashtag be your own boss. Uh, okay, we are joined live in studio by the marketing manager of Virtue Zone, Denise Alexei, has been kind enough uh, to give up her Thursday lunchtime to hang with us here. All good? Always a pleasure. Nice to see you, as always. And we turn our spotlight now, attention to our success spotlight of the week. Today, our featured guest is a self-made businessman and philanthropist. He started his career as a young salesperson uh, to becoming a trusted figure in the worlds of finance, and banking. Uh, He's the first one to admit that in the past he has made mistakes and failed in business before and wants to pass on his learnings to young entrepreneurs. Today, he stands as the group CEO of Lead Ventures. He's also uh, the founder of Crypto Arab and a mentor at the Hamdan bin Mohammed Smart University. It is a warm welcome to starting up with Virtue Zone to the Dubai Eye Studio to Mohammed Al Bana. Mohammed, thank you so much indeed for your time. 
Thank you for having me. Great to have you with us this afternoon on such a significant day as well for the world of finance here in the region uh, with corporate tax coming into effect uh, today. But we'll get on to that a little later on. Before that, we want to start, talk about you, if we may, Mohammed. Why? Because quite often for those that have grown up here in the region, um, the road to success in, in, entails following in the family business. The family business element is a very, very strong network here. You started your career young, salesperson, 19. Uh, your father had a real estate business by his own right. Why, why not follow in his footsteps into real estate? Um, me seeing my father working in real estate where I was enjoying seeing the ups and downs I remember every single time he used to take us to go and visit the, you know, like the world where he used to pay lots of money. And then, you know, like maybe two months a year that, you know, like it is like dry. So I have seen the ups and downs. So I was as if, you know, building something inside my mind that I want to see something else Mm. in order for me to decide which way shall I take. I was dreaming of being a banker Mm. because, you know, you go back 23 or 25 years ago, it's either, you know, being a banker or an engineer or a doctor, right? Mm. And I decided that I want to be a banker. And I I went to certain institute in order to be certified to become a banker. Mm. So it was just for me uh, a, a trial phase in order to see myself before I decide which way. And this is where I started with my banking career for a few years. Look, with, with, with careers like that uh, come uh, certain benefits as well. Um, and again, a lot of people will talk about, you know, that the, 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 the physical things we buy to treat ourselves, etc., during our career is maybe being a little facile. But what I find interesting about your story is that you, you, you've always sort of spoken about buying your dream car. And this has always been one of your sort of focal points and what teaching others as well. Uh, for many, as I said, car is just a car, etc. But for you, it's a little bit different. Tell us more about this and, and, and what the car was. All right. Starting with the, what was the car, it was a BMW and it was a trendy talking about maybe uh, 24 years ago or more. Uh, but it wasn't basically about the car of I want to buy a car. It was the journey of me having the car by myself. Mm. So this is where, you know, like when I was, you know, like very, very my, you know, like my my early, uh, uh, you know, starting uh, my my journey, my father used to, you know, watch the way I talk, the way I think, the way I want to do certain things. And he was motivating me. And This is where, you know, like I was encouraged. I don't want to ask my father to buy my dream car. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I didn't want any rejection. I didn't want to handle anything uh, about rejection, right? So I came up with a plan. I went to my best friend and I told him, you know what? I want to buy a car. Do you want to join me? He said, how? I said, it's easy. Your father gives you money. I have my money, which is, you know, the monthly monthly money that... (laughs) we take why don't we gather and we will find someone to give us a little loan who was that person my brother he (laughs) he works in a police he's a policeman so i went to him and i told him brother i need uh, i need your support i don't want to tell my father because i know that he might come with many rejection 
So hear me out and then you decide. He said, what? I said, you take a loan. I will buy a car and then I will pay you monthly. So uh, this is where I discovered myself that he was sold. It was amazing achievement for me to sell him the idea. Then I went to my father and I told him, you know what? This is what I'm doing. I'm buying a car. How? He started asking. He enjoyed again the journey of me taking decision by myself. Mm. And it was one of the amazing story in my life where I felt that I owned something. Maybe after 10 or 20 years later, I, I realized that, oh, my goodness, this is like, you know, like I have that entrepreneurial thinking when I was really young of thinking how to get a loan, how to get the approval, how to get the blessing from my father. Mm-hmm. So this is where, you know, like these kind of scenarios, I turn it into real businesses nowadays. Mm-hmm. So that was the motive of me getting my car. And yes, I got a very, very nice car. It was amazing experience. Thank God that I got, I gave the money to my brother. Everyone was happy. <laughs> it was off. Still got the car? Oh, no, no, I wish. <laughs> I love that idea because that's that's the sort of that is the the, the core of a serial and social entrepreneur, isn't it? So I was just thinking because it sounds like you were just a natural salesman or natural entrepreneur. So do you feel like people who don't have that naturally is this a skill that somebody can learn, or is this more like nature versus nurture, something that you're born with? Yeah, I always you know when when people ask me about this question, mm-hmm. after knowing them more and more. I discovered, I like, I can tell, is this person is like a people person? Is he a leader or he's a, a follower? Can we put him in this category or in that category? Mm-hmm. Now, if a person who's very quiet, and this is his personality, which is not, there is nothing wrong in both. Both are amazing. But you have this person who's quiet, who's in his own comfort zone. Those people, when they come for certain recommendation or advice i don't advise them to you know like to 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 learn the you know the skills of being a salesperson no i'll tell them listen what you are good at so they will tell me certain things i'll tell them listen if you are good at these things 80 percent try to make it 100 Mm. but if you start doing you know like sales which is zero you want to make it 100 it will reach to maximum 40 50 but Mm. this is not your thing so normally, this is how I put the two categories. I make them focus on what they, what they, wh- where is their strength. Yeah. And then I give them, you know, like the advices that they need. It is great advice to all. Uh, the good news is we're going to get more advice from Mohammed in a few moments' time. It's a blessing to be joined by the group CEO of Lead Ventures, the founder of Crypto Arab Mentor at Hamdan bin Mohammed Smart University. Mohammed Albana is live with us here in the Dubai Eye Studio, who is the subject of this week's Success Spotlight uh, live on Dubai Eye 103.8, starting up with VirtuZone. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and VirtuZone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, Denisa from Virtuzen in studio with me, and we've been joined by the founder, uh, the mentor, and of course, the group CEO of Lead Ventures, Mohammed Al Bana. Mohammed, again, thank you so much indeed for your time. For for those that, that that aren't aware of Lead Ventures, what was that prompted you to set up Lead Ventures? There was a big why why I created this platform. And I have to explain quickly before I talk about, you know, what is Lead Ventures, because I don't want to put the spotlight on what is Lead Ventures. I want to, I want to put the spotlight on my why. So 
when I told you that, you know, like I was in the banking field for many, many years. So and I was, you know, like practicing the sales. So and I, I used to say and I still say it, you know, proudly. I was born for sales. I love it. I love the journey of, you know, like a closing a deal, whether for me or for one of my partner. So I bought many properties. If you remember before 2008, oh, the, yeah. the real estate was booming. Mm-hmm. So I bought plenty. You are talking about maybe 12 properties, me and the same partner who bought the car with me. That was the amazing thing. So we maintained good relationship. So we bought 12 properties. When the crisis happened, I ended up having 11 properties mortgaged by banks. And one property was only cashed. So I didn't know what to do. And I was leading, you know, like this portfolio. So my friend was just like a person who believes in my vision. So I felt that I am responsible of this portfolio going so down. And I decided, I told him, you know what, what we will do, we will create now a restaurant. It's a concept of restaurant. He said, but we don't know anything about it. I said, I know. But I know one thing that even if, you know, like there is a crisis and people, you know, like are not doing really good, but everyone wants to eat and drink. Mm. So, you know, again, the, 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 the idea was sold. And I told him, all right, we opened the safe box where we used to put our money when we used to make lots of money. And we created a restaurant. Who was the hero of handling this restaurant? My father. Mm. Why? Because he's a real estate. So the real estate was down and he volunteered and he said, you know what? I will manage it. And for us as Arab, you know, when when an Arab person tell you like this, you know, put his hand mm-hmm. in his chest, it means that's it done. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, just leave it to me. I said, all right. So he did every single thing from A to Z. And it was amazing wow. until we realized after a few months that it's not amazing at all. <laughs> 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 Why? Because everything was wrong. And there is no, it's, it's not wrong to say that everything was wrong. Why? We, he did everything based on his own imagination. I need a space. I need to recruit people. And I want to make this kind of food. And that's it. And he did it. But everything was wrong. And this is where, you know, like in six months, we start, you know, like we, we lost almost everything. Mm-hmm. And this is the time where I told my father, you know what? Um, let's stop bleeding. I love you so much. Go home. It's it's enough. And you know, like it was one of the biggest amazing failure in my life to invest in the time where you know I was not supposed to lose any single dirham. So you learn from those failures. You Absolutely. Own those failures. Absolutely. So I learned by doing the restaurant again with the same partner. Mm. So his family got really inspired and they said, you know, we want to come up with a restaurant again. Mohammed, are you interested? I said, yes, in one condition. If we have the right consultant or advisor to to tell us about the location, Mm. about the concept, about the team, then I am in. Mm. And guess what? My family were against me. Everyone was against me. Don't invest. You just lost money. I said, no. I was a big believer that this business, FMB, is amazing if you do it right. And if you do it with the right people. And when we did it, a few months ago, we celebrated 11 years anniversary. So from failure to success, this is what created my why. And I said, I want to... I want to create a platform to support people from A to Z, becoming their own partner. 
and that is Lead Ventures. And the exactly. rest, as they say, is history. Uh, I wish we had a bit more history to play with at the moment. We are running very quickly out of time. But just before we say farewell, Mohammed, um, young entrepreneurs today, I mean, I know you're a mentor anyway. What's your advice to young entrepreneurs in these challenging times? I always ask everyone to search about their why and about their passion. I just ask them, listen, do you know your passion? So you have two answers. People will tell you, yes, I do. And people tell you, I, I still don't know what's my passion. So for the people that they don't know yet what's their passion, I advise them to keep doing everything. Try everything. There is no problem to try everything. But you will find something where it will, you know, like it will touch your heart and your brain where this is all right. This is what I'm going to do. And this is where, you know, like I would like to put the spotlight on my wife. So my wife is a chemical engineer. Right. So and this is, you know, like she thought that it's her passion when she was young. But when she grow up, so she she realized that it's, it's, it's not. And I started, you know, like just. You know, convincing her, you know, why don't you try what you love? So mm. she she created uh, uh, her own uh, brand and she became very successful. Mm. It's very simple. So for the passionate people, when they have certain thing, I just ask them, start with your why. What is your story? Share it with people. You don't have to sell it. You just have to share your real story why you created this. And then talk about why you are, what you are doing and who is helping you to do this. So this is my advice to find your passion and create your own why. Believe in that passion. Listen, you can hear the passion in his voice. He is Mohammed Albana, Group CEO of Lead Ventures, our success spotlight subject this afternoon. Mohammed, we can't thank you enough. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. Big thanks to Denisa as well. Uh, Denisa, all the best to the Virtue Zone team. Thank you as always. Thank you. Like I said, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. <laughs> Things happening down there. Uh, we're back next Thursday, one through till two. Make sure you join us for another edition of Starting Up with Virtue Zone. Bye-bye.